Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles, arms out wide. If we're gonna fear, we fear no evil. We will rise by your power. We will go by your spirit. We are bold. If we're gonna stand, we stand as giants. If we're gonna walk, we walk as lions. Good morning again. I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is hour two of Mornings with Carmen here on. Faith Radio, thank you so much uh, for including me in your day today. I'd love it if you would share today's show with someone else. We're going to um, spend some time here in the open um, just praying for each other. So thank you um, in advance for all uh, all those of you who have already shared with us the stories of people you know who need some hope this Christmas. We have a Give Hope for Christmas I'll call it a campaign going on at MyFaithRadio.com. You could go to MyFaithRadio.com and nominate someone as well. Um, Somebody that you know needs some hope this Christmas. We're going to collect these, and we're certainly going to be actively and ardently praying over each and every one. And and then um, a little later in the month, we're going to announce, you know, one particular family uh, or individual that's going to receive a $500 gift card just as an encouragement at Christmas. So if you want to participate If you have somebody you'd like to nominate for our Give Hope for Christmas effort, you can do so at MyFaithRadio.com. Let's let's lift up uh, some of those who have been nominated uh, to this point and pray over these concerns. Carol has nominated a family, um, and and we're going to pray here for the husband who has early-onset Parkinson's disease. He can no longer work. He is a follower of Jesus. His wife is working at a Christian school trying to take care of him at the same time. And so the struggles that they are facing are real. Tammy has uh, nominated uh, Lucia. Lucia's son, Han, who lives with her, has been in ICU um, on an, uh, uh, he's been intubated. uh, So he's on a ventilator for COVID. She's from Taiwan. She's a newer believer, part of a group of Chinese Christians studying the Bible together. Um, Could use some encouragement this Christmas. Monica has nominated Christine. Christine works with the elderly. Um, she's described here as a breath of fresh air for them. She loves on them um, like they are her own parents, but the job doesn't pay much, and she regularly has to take on extra hours just to pay the rent. I would love to see her be encouraged this Christmas. Um, Tammy says of herself, hey, I'm blessed to have enough money to pay my basic bills, but I don't have enough to buy things like, well, the the, the tires that my car needs right now. Um and so um, would appreciate some help um, this Christmas. Joanna has nominated her dad, Matthew. He's endured years of chemotherapy and other cancer treatments and um, will continue to need those as he has an incurable form of blood cancer. Diane has nominated uh, her sister, Denise. Denise's husband died after a short battle with cancer in August of this year. They have two young boys, eight and 12, and they need the peace that passes all understanding. Debbie has nominated Chad uh, uh, and his family. Chad's been out of work for a year following two back surgeries, still not able to work. Um, possibly may need more surgery. He and his wife have six beautiful children, generous towards others, put the needs of others first, always willing to help. 
I would like to uh, see them blessed uh, this Christmas. And uh, and Lori Ann has nominated her daughter, um, Caitlin. Um, this is, uh, you know, this is just one of those stories where we recognize, as we talked yesterday with Mary DeMuth about how we engage with our adult children who walk away from the faith. Um, trauma has all kinds of effects um, on us. And Caitlin is the person who administered CPR to her dad um, in March of 2021. So Lori husband um, died in March of 2021. Caitlin, who was 26 at the time, was the person who was present and administered CPR. And she's been really struggling since then. Uh, Lori says she stopped going to church. She has given custody of her two sons to her ex-husband. Um, she's just really struggling. Um, could use could use a particular blessing. So let us be praying um, for each and every one of these individuals and those we know in our own lives uh, who need who need hope. They need real hope this Christmas. And if you're in a position to give hope in a tangible way to someone else, let me encourage you to do so. So let's lift up these fellow believers and the people whom they have nominated and each one of these concerns uh, raised before us. Holy God, we bear up these individuals and their circumstances before you. We know you know them, you see them, you know their needs, um, and you know our requests before we ask. But you've also told us to tell you the desires of our hearts. And so in the name of Jesus, Father, we ask you to meet these needs in ways that right now we could never begin to understand. We ask for your grace. We ask for your mercy. We ask for resources sufficient to the living of these days. Bless these people, we pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Matthew Sleeth is going to join us next. Um, We've been talking about the pillars of our faith. What are the pillars of your faith? Jesus certainly is the sure foundation of our faith, but what are the pillars of your faith? We're going to continue the conversation that we've been having with Matthew Sleeth over the course of a couple of months in the Pillars of Faith series. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and this is Faith Radio. Dr. Matthew Sleeth is back with us today. You can find him and what we're talking about at MatthewSleethMD.com. Good morning, friend. Good morning. Good morning. I, I, I am so excited about our conversation because it's about a conversation, the most important one we can have during the day, and that's that's with our Creator. So, Talking uh, with God. We have arrived at absolutely. the talking with God. So when you consider your life of faith, we think about the firm foundation of Jesus Christ, and then we've been talking about a few pillars of the faith. We have arrived today at talking with God. So what is prayer? What is a prayer life? And what is a life of prayer? Like answer any of those. Or a meditation on God's word. All right. We, uh, we need to reconnect with, uh, with Matthew here. Um, and so Paul Perot will diligently be working to do that, Paul, could we just take an early break? Would that be okay? As we yeah, reconnect? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we're going to take an early break, and when we come back, we will 
have reconnected with Dr. Matthew Sleeth on the Pillars of Faith. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge. This is Faith Radio. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. It came upon the midnight clear, that glorious song of old. All right, now we're going to continue our conversation, or really start it afresh with Dr. Matthew Sleeth. Hey, um, what is prayer, or what is a life of prayer? Uh, prayer is a communication with God, and... Uh, you know, we got cut off. You never get cut off from God. The line Amen. is always open. Uh, the connection is always good from God's side. And and we just um, need to exercise that. I don't think there's anything in Scripture uh, which God gives a greater acceptance to than prayer. We can pray constantly while, with our eyes open in our head. We can get on our knees and pray. We can meditate on God's word in the middle of the night. Uh, we can write our prayers down. Um, the point is to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more, than, more than style, God reads the heart here. And there are so many different kinds of conversations we can have with the Lord. We can we can ask for forgiveness. We can ask for intercession. We can ask for healing. Uh, we can just discuss what's going on in our day with the Lord. He wants to hear from us. He's like a parent, and I love hearing from my kids. My kids are grown. One's in Africa serving there. One's right here in in uh, the the city that I live in. But I love hearing from them, and he loves hearing from us. So there's, you don't have to get nervous or formal or anything. My my understanding of a prayer life from having had one uh, for 20 years since I've been a Christian is is that the, the line is always open. Anything is fair game. God knows everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly about us. So don't it's it's like a little child. Just come to the Lord like a little child. And Jesus says that's the way to approach him, just with an open heart and uh, pour your heart out to him. That's prayer. How, what? How would you define it, Carmen? Yeah, I would. Um, conversation with God uh, would be my simple way of defining it. I am definitely a a person who prays quietly and silently and in targeted ways and out loud and at the drop of a pen and every time I'm asked. Um, so I, you know, it's dangerous to ask me to pray because I'm probably going to stop right there and then and do it. Um, and so if that's not what you were prepared for in the grocery store or, you know, standing in the parking lot somewhere, um, you know, be forewarned, that's what you're going to get. I don't I don't tell people I'm going to pray for them and then do it later. I just do it right then. Um, that way I don't forget. And uh, and the the person who has asked is also included in it. And I think that is a ministry as well. Talk with us about some examples of maybe how God has answered prayer in your life and in in the lives of those you know and love, because God doesn't always answer the the prayer in the way or in the timing that we expect. 
I'm going to tell you two stories. The first one is I happen to remember the first prayer that I ever said with another person because mm. I came to God so late. You know, I, I have some of these memories that probably many people have forgotten. Uh, and uh, and so uh, I was in the emergency department. woman came in in extremis, uh, and I had to paralyze her and intubate her, and um, her heart stopped. And her daughter was out in the waiting room, and we're doing we're doing CPR. We're resuscitating her, and it's just not going well. And I had to go out and tell this daughter, you know, it's not going well. Uh, I'll come back in a couple minutes, and if if it hasn't turned around, we're going to have to stop. Uh, I came back out again and said that we're going to stop the code. Uh, your your mother is uh, going to, you know, pass here, and. Um, uh, would you like to come in and hold her hands at, as we stop? And uh, she asked me the weirdest question anyone had asked me in my life up to that point. She said, "Can we pray together?" And I was not in a religious area. That was the, it. Was the, never had anyone asked me that. And um, I said, "Okay." And then it got weirder. She said, "Can we get on our knees?" And I'm like, "In for a penny, in for a pound." So I got got on my knees with her, and she prayed, and I just said, "Amen." We walked back in so that she could say goodbye to her mother, and it was as if um, Hollywood was making a movie and somebody slapped the monitor. Her heart started up and she started breathing. And and I thought to myself, oh, something I did finally worked. (laughs) (laughs) Carmen, I think often that happens, that we ask God something and, um, and that he answers, but not exactly in the way we were hoping. Um, uh, and uh, we don't even recognize it. So the first answer to a prayer I didn't even recognize. Another an- uh, another prayer where things are different is uh, my uh, daughter and her husband been married seven years. They don't have any children. They really want a child, and uh, um, uh, they had uh, gone through foster care uh, classes and waited for a year and didn't hear anything. And my wife and I were praying, but then we we really held hands. We said, Lord, just give them a child. They were called and uh, asked to take a a two-and-a-half-year-old who um, didn't even have shoes. (laughs) Um, And uh, the uh, first week uh, that he was around, he bit me literally like an animal, went right through my pants leg and through my leg, Um, just a a little rambunctious wild child. Um, and in the last five months, he has turned into the joy of everyone's uh, life here. And so, um, uh, just to just to see the joy. But we were praying for a baby, and God sent them somebody that needed them even more. <laughs> so, mm. um, those those are a couple of answered prayers. I love that. I love that. We're talking with Dr. Matthew Sleet. This is in our pillars of our faith series. You can find um, Matthew and these resources at MatthewSleethMD.com. I'll put the link in the show notes for today. Do you um, do you keep a prayer journal? Um, and if so, like why and what do you value about doing that? You know, uh, I that when I was asking people about their prayer lives, one of the most uh, blessed and godly people I know, a, a woman whose husband uh, um, uh, they have a, a greenhouse in, in their yard they've put in for the neighborhood to come in and pray in a greenhouse. And in the wintertime, I've got to tell you, on a sunny day, it's one of the most uh, wonderful places to go and pray. Uh, she said that she has kept a prayer journal for 50 years of, of answered prayers. And to go back, 
uh, is just such a reinforcing thing to her. I have not kept one. I wished I had because um, just in my memory, there are so many times that the Lord answers prayer and in a creative way that I could have never imagined. Um, how about you, Carmen? Do you keep a prayer journal? Um, I, I Journal is such a fancy word for what I keep. Um, I have a box in which um, all these little pieces of paper have been cast over time um, because I, I am a stop and pray person in the moment. And so, you know, then I write down um, that person's name and their concern, like when I get back in the car or when I, like, so there's a lot of them written on the back of like grocery receipts um, and those kinds of things. So that is my prayer journal. It's actually just a box of scraps of paper um, where I have kept note of those things over time. So, and, so I, yeah. and you know, I think when you get to heaven, that journal may be there written in the most beautiful. Uh, in other words, our prayers are one of the most solid mm. things that we do in our faith life. We think of them in intangible, but in the heavenly realm, they are, they are concrete. They're solid. They're gold. They're, um, and, and, uh, you mentioned another thing, which I think is so important. And that is just at the spur of the moment, pray with other people, uh, people who don't believe in the Lord. If you ask, can I pray for you? Can I pray for that? All of a sudden you can just see their eyes turn to you with hope and just, just, uh, hold their hand or, or, or just, just pray with them. And um, it is a form of ministry uh, to always be ready to pray with somebody else, just kind of spur of the moment. Um, can I, Carmen, do I have time to tell you about one more prayer of my daughter's? Uh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, it happened the other day. My, my daughter is the most honest person I think I've ever met. Uh, you know, she, she, if she bought a new pillow, she'd reinforce the stitching on that tag that says, don't, don't pull it off if I can paint a quick picture of her. But she was driving down a street doing about 40 miles an hour, which was 25 mile an hour street. And she, the lights were behind her. And um, she was worried about this new uh, foster child and, and uh, everything. And she said she just put her head down and prayed to the Lord. Oh, Lord, please help my child. That's what she was worried about. And ha have a good day uh, at his preschool. And um, the, this wonderful police officer comes up, finds out she has this completely clean record. And so Officer Steve brings a dump truck as a present <laughs> to her her son uh mm. two days later and he was at downtown in lexington helping the police direct traffic for a parade mm. uh and he had that. the best day uh, in uh in his little preschool that he's ever had so just put your head down anytime uh you know something has has struck you um and pray and see what happens uh her son got a, a beautiful dump truck toy out of it so, yeah. as a result. I love that. I, I love, you know, that when we're feeling weighed down, we should just put our head down. Like, that is really good. We have a friend on the text line who says, I like singing prayers using traditional hymns and contemporary music. There are just so many ways to engage yes. in prayer. Yeah. Matthew, let's close with this, because this is the passage of Scripture that um, we want to lift up as a part of this conversation today from Philippians chapter 4. 
Yes. Friends, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen, my brother? Amen, amen. Amen, amen. That's Dr. Matthew Sleeth. You can find him online MatthewSleethMD.com. This is the 10 Pillars of Our Faith series. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge. We'll be right back. So as we um, think about turning the page to a new year, I'm wondering if you are putting together your Bible study plan for the year ahead. Are you one of those uh, folks who likes to read through the Bible every year? Or, hmm, like many of us, you have said to yourself, I want to read the Bible in the coming year, but somewhere along the way, you got derailed. Have you ever been disappointed or frustrated with your inability to consistently read and study the Bible? Reading through the Bible in a year can definitely um, feel daunting, but you know what? You, you got to do it. We got to do it. So maybe we just need a friend um, to walk with us in that journey. Well, that's what Trillia Newbell is offering to do. She's a trusted Bible teacher. She loves the scriptures. She's one of what I describe as the shiny ones. She's certainly shining like a light in the midst of this generation. And she's going to join us next. We're going to talk about 52 weeks in the Word. 52 weeks in the Word. Um, It's really a companionship opportunity for you and I to read through the Bible with Trillia next year. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. I hope you can uh, hear me smiling because Trillia Newbell is back and she's one of my just favorite people in all of the kingdom. Trillia, good morning. Good morning. So I'm supposed to introduce you as the author of several books, including A Great Cloud of Witnesses, (laughs) Sacred Endurances, If God is for Us, Fear and Faith, and two of your children's books, Creative God, Colorful Us, and God's Very Good Idea. Um, I'm going to introduce you as just a sweet, precious sister in Christ, um, also the acquisitions director at Moody Publishers. You can find Trillia at trillianewbell.com. You can follow her on Instagram as well, at Trillia Newbell. Um, Trillia, let's talk about the Bible. Let's talk about getting into the Word of God before we get out there into the world that God so loves. The book is 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in a year. So why uh, why do we need this? I mean, I need it. So why do each and every one of us need this? Well, there's those are two different questions. So why do we need the Bible or why do we need 52 Weeks in the Word? Obviously, we need to get into His Word um, so that we can know Him, enjoy Him, and learn all that He has commanded. Something that you said at the beginning is that we, we want to be a part of the world that God so loved. <laughs> I Actually, I just loved... Rem- that reminder. And so if we're not, if we're not in the word, we're not going to be, we're, we're just, we'll struggle to know him. And we, 
will struggle to be a part of the word and be um, have a firm foundation as we engage culture. So there's a good, about a thousand reasons why we need uh, to get in God's word. And I am praying that 52 weeks in the word will be a companion to help guide and encourage people to, to that end, to get into God's word so the word gets into them. So when we think about 52 weeks in the word, um, I think about um, a companion that's going to help me be consistent, um, and then also help me get back into it when, um, you know, I lapse. Can you just talk about sort of the invitational nature of this? This is not a, hey, you have to do it. This is not a regimen. This is an invitational journey together with a consistent companion. Yes. Amen to that. So one of the reasons that I would say that it's an invitation is that it's, it's, I give you all the tools you need. So I give you a Bible study plan so you can read Genesis to Revelation straight through. And every day you have a scripture reading prompt, a place for you to write, a place for you to pray. And then there's 52 reflections where you can pause and read something that I have written to help encourage you about what you have been reading. And then there's a day of rest. And so the invitation is such that it helps to to guide you, to keep you going, but it doesn't have any dates. There's no rules. You can read week one and then decide, you know, I really want to get into the New Testament. So I'm going to skip to week 46. You can do that. It's There's freedom and flexibility there, but it is to help guide you. And so I, it's, it's a tool to be used. And But yeah, I have no desire to add a law or to add a rule. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, to encourage and cheer you on. Those of you asking, um, do you have copies to give away? Yes, in fact, we do. So if you're saying to yourself, I want a copy of 52 Weeks in the Word, you can text the word book to 877-933-2484. This is a wonderful, wonderful companion, um, both Trillia and the book, a wonderful companion um, in your exploration and reading of the scriptures in the new year. So 52 Weeks in the Word. Um Trillia, to be perfectly honest here, people, you know, they like a verse of the day, right? They like what fits on uh, on the little slip of paper that comes in a fortune cookie. It's a whole lot more than that. What is the value of reading the entire Bible? You are exactly right. It is a lot more than that. So you're going to be reading maybe about three chapters a day, uh, give or take. And the value is that you really understand the context of the scriptures. You understand the whole storyline of the Bible. We do. We like to pick and uh, choose. We like to hang on to one text, which is okay. It is okay to hang on to one text. But really to understand the context, understand um, what God is saying and who he's saying it to and 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 how he wants us to engage and understand his word you must you need to read it you need to read the the whole context so so the it is it's a meteor um read as you're reading through but it's going to be worth it because you will grow and understand as a matter of fact my son he is 16 and he's using it and he told me the other day that i, I he didn't fully understand genesis <laughs> until he started mm-hmm. reading like just reading the whole context. And it was, he said he was so fascinated um, uh, by what he was reading and the whole story, which is a big drama anyways. But it, it was just, it's it's encouraging when you hear, oh, 
I'm reading and I'm learning something new and I'm, I'm understanding the context and understanding the storyline of scripture. So that's the goal. That's the heart. And really, that's what we need to do. We need to, under, to understand we must, we must read it. So the word understanding um, is one you've used several times. I think what you're pointing to there is not just a, a general sense that, you know, the Bible is something that's important, but that we're actually literate about what the Bible says and then what it means. Can you talk a little bit about Bible literacy? What does that mean and why is it important to be biblically literate? Yes. So Bible literacy is really um, um, growing in our knowledge. And I, I do keep using the word understanding and understanding. There's I'm, I'm looking up by the definition for literacy, because if you look it up, that really explains. But the understanding the full context of the scripture, um, g- getting to know what g- God has in his word. So what we often do is we kind of cherry pick. We know only certain stories, but we can't mm-hmm. connect those dots. And so Bible literacy helps us not just understand the story the stories, but understand how they connect and what God is trying to teach us through his word. We, For example, if you read the book of Hebrews, you cannot read that book and understand it because because uh, you, you'll the writer will say things like Jesus is the fulfillment <laughs> or or. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the better Adam. What does that mean? Well, if mm-hmm. you read Genesis, you will get it. So, and and arrest the rest of the Old Testament. But but those are the kinds of things that I think we neglect to remember. So, Bible literacy helps us to connect those dots. It helps us to understand what what God is saying in His Word, not just a story, but how it all connects. And so, hey, I want you to know and your listeners to know. I am still very much growing in my understanding of God's word. We, no one has arrived. We are all, I am always learning something new, always learning, oh, this is what that connects to. I didn't know that. And and that is actually the joy of reading through the Bible. So if you have never done it, or if you find yourself, what even what I said about Hebrews, and you're like, I don't know what she's talking about. Hey, that's okay. That's why we read. We read to to learn about the Lord, to grow in um, Bible literacy and our understanding, and to become, um, to really understand what God has commanded us so that we can to live rightly and enjoy him. And, and so, we're we're all growing. We're all growing. So there's no one who's arrived. We're all on a journey of understanding the one we will be learning about for eternity. When we come back, I'm going to ask Trillia to talk a little bit about not only how we read the Bible, um, but how the Bible reads us. What does it mean that we would be transformed um, through our engagement with the Word of God. What does that look like? And as she's talking um, there about the, the, the book of Hebrews, I'm wondering, like, when you, when you read the book of Hebrews and it says Jesus is considered a priest in the order of Melchizedek, like, do you know what that means? And as Trillia points out, nope, not if you didn't read the Old Testament. We're going to continue this conversation in just a moment. 
The book is 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in a year. We're giving away copies today. To enter the drawing, you can text the word book to 877-933-2484. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show we do every morning on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. I don't want you to miss any of it. So check out the free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. One of the things I would like for you to consider is becoming a Faith Radio ambassador. We talk about walking our faith out into the world that God so loves and doing so in ways that honor Jesus. Well, that's because we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. You can become a Faith Radio ambassador today and help us get the word out to others about this and other programs on the Faith Radio Network. Uh, We will supply everything that you need to share with others, and you can sign up to be a Faith Radio ambassador at MyFaithRadio.com. And the pages of the book are turned with trembling awe As we witness wonders there that only faithful song We're talking with Trillia Newbell. She is the author of several books and the acquisitions director at Moody Publishers. We're talking today about her newest book, 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in a year. Um, Trillia, I want to talk about reading the Bible and then the Bible reading us. Um, The Bible is the only book that reads us. What, What does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's living and active. And so I, I, when I read the scriptures, often the Lord in his kindness will illuminate it, make it make sense to me, and then give convict me of something. So I'm reading something and I realize, oh, um, this is who Jesus is. And, and this is how I can grow more like him <laughs> as I'm reading. And I, I think of Philippians 1, 6, um, where it says, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So there is, there's a beautiful promise there that God will sanctify us. And when we're reading God's word, we are um, in many ways being transformed because we are, we are reading and seeing, okay, this is, this is God's word. This is where we can grow and God by his Holy Spirit will convict us and then we can repent and turn and change and grow. So yeah, I think in a lot of ways it shows us where we where we need to be. God's holy. He's just, he's set apart. Um, we are a new creation, um, mm-hmm. but we are not fully glorified. We are, we are still being sanctified, which is growing in the likeness of Christ changing from one degree of glory to the next. Um, And the word says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from all sorts of things that he wants us to to grow. And the scriptures, it it shows us um, who we are so that we might become more like him. Yeah, that uh, we are just naturally... Um, because we live in the world, we're going to naturally be conformed or catechized by the world and by the patterns of the world. But if we really want to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, if we really want to be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will, we have to be in the Word of God in such a way that the Word of God gets into us and changes us, actually has that um, transforming power 
uh, in our lives. I think we're resistant to that. I think, um, you know, we'd, we'd prefer to not be changed in many, many ways, and in many cases, right? But, um, but submitting to the active work of the Holy Spirit as God is bringing us into ever greater conformity with who Christ is, like, that is the submission of the will of the Christian as we are engaged with the Scripture. The study of the Bible is not just happening in the head, Amen. You know, it's interesting because one of the temptations I think we have (laughs) is to read the scriptures and to say, oh, we would never do that. Or they, they did that. They, they rejected Jesus. They are terrible people. They, they, they. And we, it's hard for us to see ourselves in, um, it's doing those, doing whatever it is, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we often struggle. Now we also want to be careful. We can't put ourselves in every story, (laughs) but God has a word for us in his scripture. And often he is showing us, this is, this is the, the human heart apart from him will run to these things. And, and we, we need to um, be on guard lest we sin. (laughs) We need to ask God for strength to reveal our hearts where we've gone wrong, to repent and turn um, and confess it to him um, and to learn and grow into the likeness of Jesus. So so our temptation 100% is to not apply the scriptures to our lives um, or not to see how uh, we could do whatever it is that we're seeing. Um, another temptation is that to think that, well, God was faithful to them, but is he faithful to me? And I know this is a little different than what you're talking about, but that is another temptation. The God of the Old Testament is the God of the new and is of God today. He is the God that draws near to those who are brokenhearted. He is the God who, <laughs> who is faithful, who is Faithful to Moses, who's faithful to you. And that to me is also such an encouragement as we read the Bible. God doesn't change. God's an unchanging God. So we can read it and know that the the characteristics, the the things that we see of the Lord in the scriptures is the same thing for us today. Praise God for that. Yeah, I love um, this invitation to be reading together as well. I mean, we want to be we want to be reading the Bible. Um, we want to be reading through the Bible. Um, you're inviting us to do that alongside you um, as our companion. Fifty two weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in a year. Trillia, one of the things I appreciate about that is it helps us guard against the temptation to what I'll describe as personal or individual interpretation. Um, it is not what does the Bible you know mean to me. It is what does God mean through his word? Um, what is it that God has said? What is God revealing? What is God saying? And you keep uh, offering that course correction. Um, and that is really, really a gift. Well, goodness, that's so encouraging. Um, <laughs> that's Yes, that's encouraging. And that is the goal. The goal is that we understand how to to read the scriptures for what God's word has to say. Um, often people will say that the, the Bible interprets itself. <laughs> and so if we can read the Bible and learn how to cross-reference, um, use different tools to help guide us and, 
help us grow, then I, I think that's, it's a gift. It's a gift from the Lord. And, um, and so I, I do pray that people will uh, use this companion guide to help them um, as they grow. But I want to also encourage people to grab other people to read through. Mm-hmm. I have heard about groups of people who are buying 52 Weeks in the Word, and they're going to keep each other accountable, and they're going to talk about what they're learning together. I believe in our individualistic society that Anytime we can gather and ask for help is good. And we we can't do, uh, the scriptures say we can't bear fruit apart from Jesus, right? We can do nothing apart from him. The scriptures also say that we need a community of people, the church. So I encourage people, um, yeah, read, use this companion guide for your time with the word, but don't do it alone. Grab a friend, ask them to be accountable with you. Talk about what you're learning in a community of people. I think that is um, good and wise, and it'll be an encouraging time as you're reading the Bible through the year. All right, we have some comments on the text line um, from friends who are texting in during the show. Richard just says, amen. Um, (laughs) It has brought me uh, so much hope to know um, the God that, you know, we discover um, that in the Old Testament is the same God um, who we worship in Christ Jesus and alive and working today. Um, Another friend says, hey, she's the acquisitions director. You should ask her about her new favorite book. But I know that every book that you've acquired is your new favorite book, right? (laughs) (laughs) I love that question. And often when I get that question, I forget what I've read. It's like my brain goes blank. And I'm like, I don't know. Do I Mm -hmm. even read? So, (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then this friend says, oh, I just think that opening the actual Bible is so important here. Um, we could actually experience it as therapy, like, right, actually just physically opening the Word, um, liberating us from the screen. So I just think that people are really resonating um, with what you're saying. And then uh, Linda wants to also advocate uh, that at some point people read the chronological, read the Bible in chronological order as well. So um, when you're reading through the Bible, our goal is to get you reading through the Bible. Um, however you're going to do it, we want you to be in it. And if you would like a companion for the journey, Trillia is a wonderful one, and she offers 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in a year. We're giving away copies today from our friends at Moody Publishers. You can uh, text the word BOOK to 877-933-2484. Trillia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. If you're listening to Mornings with Carmen, I'm Carmen LeBurge. We'll be right back. All right, uh, join me a little bit later today, not promising exactly what time, since yesterday I didn't get it done until the evening, but I am doing a holiday hint every day um, on Facebook, at Mornings with Carmen, great place to uh, follow me on Facebook, um, and check in every day with what's happening there. Uh, Some folks have shared their holiday hint ideas with me, and um, and I love them, so thank you so much. I'm going to start sharing some of your holiday hints as well. Um, you can always text me, 877-933-2484, or email me, carmen at myfaithradio.com. Um, don't forget to uh, to share with us at myfaithradio.com the story of the person or, or group of people or family 
um, whom you would like to give hope to this Christmas. Give hope for Christmas is our um, effort during this season to not only pray for, but ultimately bring some financial relief to one particular individual or family. You can nominate someone at MyFaithRadio.com. Have a great day and God bless. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.